Hello. Howdy. Hello. Hi, it's Ellen. It's Gloria. I guess we're it. Yeah, I, I, I just text Trisha and she said that she just hit the link, so I'm here. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to text her. This is quick. easy. You don't even have to get it. It is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did the boys take their naps? They, no, they're asleep already. Bedtime. Oh, they are. Oh, yo, eight o'clock. Oh. Done deal. Thank God. Hello. This is why eight thirty is. Is this Maria? Yes, I'm here. Hi. How are you? Good. We're we're live. Yes. Uh, Trisha. I just sent She's her a text. <laughs> Sorry. Here are all the newbies, and the pro is not there. Yeah, the pro is not here. I just sent her a text, so. This is actually pretty cool. Maybe she's chatting people up. Is Dennis asleep? Yes. So did you get all your house cleaned? I um, swept, I mopped in the whole night. Maria, did you get everything uh, mm -hmm. done? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Where's Trisha? Mm. Here she come. So where do you want to start? Oh, um, Trisha's the moderator, so I'm waiting for her. Yeah, she tells us. This is her podcast.
was she on before? Did you guys hear her? I did not Why hear did her, she? actually. Uh, it just shows you, me, um, Our apologies to those out there listening. We are just maybe experiencing some uh, technical difficulties. So we are going to be catching up as soon as we can. time we welcome all the listeners and um, we wanted to mention that this is being sponsored by the perfect piece of the puzzle our moderator Trisha Bermudez uh, should be on shortly no yeah we can hear you yeah okay back She's here. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was rehearsed. It's the pandemic. <laughs> we'll blame it on the virus. We can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, God. We can't hear you. Nothing. Nothing. So in the interest of saving time, uh, while our moderator was navigating difficulties, uh, my name is Gloria Corsino. I am the mother of two young men on the spectrum, age 20 and 19 at the time. Um, they are in a District 75 program, and they reside at home with me and my husband. Um, I also happen to be a special needs advocate and co-chair for the Citywide Council for Special Education. Elena? My name's Ellen McHugh. I am with Gloria, the co-chair of the Citywide Council on Special Education. I am appointed to the Citywide Council on Special Education by Jumani Williams, the public advocate and the parent of a young man who is deaf, profoundly deaf. 
Maria. Hi, my name is Maria, Maria Liriano. Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear. Hi. Okay. Can you? Okay. Thanks. Uh, I am the former public advocate appointee to the CCSC as well, um, and I am a parent advocate. I have uh, a fifth grader with autism who attends public school in the Bronx for District 10. And a new baby. What? And a new baby, yes. And, I have and a, a new baby. baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And... <clears throat> okay, so while we wait for our moderator to get on, um, today's topic is how are we coping with this week's changes regarding remote learning, spring break, and the announcement by the mayor that schools will be closing for the rest of the year. Um, Ellen, how do you feel about that? My comment, my reaction was absolute surprise because it was announced on a Saturday morning and it didn't seem to have a whole lot of consultation from many people. But the bigger issue is if, as we've been told, people may start going back to work in May or mid-May and their children are home, I don't see how that's going to work, especially for children with special needs who need to be supervised, assisted, mm -hmm. and otherwise um, helped in accessing any kind of internet or doing any kind of therapies, homeworks. I'm not sure the mayor thought it through. And the governor didn't agree with the mayor either. <laughs> yes, we all know that. <laughs> um. Ellen, ha uh, have you had any conversations with people, um, with parents lately regarding the uh, challenges that they've had uh, with the remote learning? Sure, a lot. there's still a goodly number of people who don't have their devices yet for their children or who are struggling with understanding what the device does or doesn't do. The opposite side of this, everybody else is in the same pickle because this was nothing that anybody planned for. It wasn't foreseen. It wasn't thought of. Maybe movies made it a sci-fi trip, but the rest of us were in la-la land and figured, oh, this is not going to happen to us. But the families that I've talked to range from someone with four children at home and two devices to one parent, one child, one device that is glitchy. And, and my own nieces and nephews who are in public schools who seem to be doing okay. But it's a wide, wide range. And it's not an easily tracked range either because you don't have enough people with devices. So how do you get to those individuals? who don't have a device, especially when we all know that the blue card information, you know, when you fill out the blue card when children first enter school, it's not always exact. Yeah. 
And Gloria, how do you how how have you been with uh, remote learning um, with your two children? Well, as a mom of two special needs children um, on the spectrum, um, who operate very differently, despite my ability to keep a consistent schedule for them, um, it has been challenging. Um, so we have actually chosen to do remote learning three days a week. Um, when I do have a support that comes in and assists me, one in one room and one in the other. And then on Mondays, we just do work on ADL skills, um, self-care. Um, we promote their independent living skills um, so that it allows them to feel like it's not just regimented um, time on a computer. And on Fridays, it's really more of a, a relaxed day. I don't, um, I don't stress them because it's just really too stressful as it is already um, living this new life of being at home predominantly with not much outlet, not many interaction with other people that they were used to. Um, so I think it's trying to balance out um, gauging how they feel and at the same time trying to keep the composure because they feed off of us. Um, so that's been a struggle. Um, but you take every day as it comes. What about you, Maria? You've got a young son and a baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's definitely been challenging. Um, what is most challenging, I would say, is um, since uh, most of it is online, uh, I, I have to constantly redirect my son um, to pay attention to what's happening, to look at his therapist, to listen to his therapist. Is he listening? Um, you know, he has to have 10 minute breaks, um, probably every 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and of course I have a baby and when the baby is fussy, that's it. Uh, it's time, <laughs> uh, no more classwork. It's uh, time for Jackson to retreat back to his room uh, because that that's also interrupts his learning. Um, so it's 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 definitely been challenging. I, I, I have to say, though, his school has been super supportive. Um, all of his therapists down to his para from his teacher, um, the staff have really been in contact. Uh, but regardless, this has been a challenging task. Um, I was saddened when I heard about the schools closing for the entire school year. This is my son's um, last year in elementary school in fifth grade. And just thinking about him not being able to uh, experience an elementary school graduation really breaks my heart because he's worked so hard. And because his teachers have worked so hard, I, I think everyone deserve to have that um that uh that time together to celebrate um so it's 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 been trying to say the least and that's where the Do real hard part comes yet? in yeah that's where the real um, hard part comes ahead. in because all of the things you thought all of the things you planned for, all of the things you wished for, and all of the successes that you 
you and the child work for seem to be set aside. Um, it's a hard new world to adjust to when there isn't a chance mm -hmm. to celebrate. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's unfortunate because, you know, we, we continuously hear all these announcements of, you know, spring break happening, spring break not happening, um, related services being canceled for spring break, um, you know, and n no one is talking about the children with disabilities. It, it's as if they don't exist. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think that there has to be a conversation about that, a continuous conversation. Gloria, what do you think? What are the what what are some of the recommendations that you, you would give to the DOE regarding these issues? Well, I I think that my my biggest disappointment is the fact that there was not a phone call um, to parent leaders from the mayor's office, um, from the chancellor's office, uh, to inquire that if this decision had to be made, how would it best roll out? How could parents receive it without feeling rejected and devastated because a decision was made for their children without them? Um, to say it's 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 actually an oxymoron to say that you have family and community engagement and you didn't engage the parents and the stakeholders in that decision process. Um, so, you know, not feeling very um respected for to say the least and and feeling as a parent as a parent leader if i feel disrespected imagine the parents who may not have the ability to engage like we have had um to know the people to connect to so it is very disheartening um and then to realize that maybe any decision that is being made was never going to be with us consulted um so how do we proceed when we're feeling a certain kind of way? I think that's what concerns me, is that this will certainly push parents up against a wall. Um, and I could see this having um, legal repercussions at some point. Um, I think parents are, are not gonna take this sitting down. This is very, very devastating to their children. And um, for our children especially, um, they will lose so much more than a typically developing child. And it's not measurable by a test. It's measurable by, you're seeing the functionality of your child decrease, you know? And, you know, to say that our children are, though not those children, that they're all our children, but yet the thought process for our children was never included. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know how to take that in. No. Alan, any uh, recommendations, possible resolutions? Well, if if they're going, they're going to go forward. We all know how to use IT at this point now. Whether we do podcasts or Zoomcasts or Microsoft Teams or Google Hangout, Hangouts, families have all of a sudden been put in the very unenviable position of learning how to do this. And for the most part, I think we've scrambled and gotten to the point where we can do this. So if they're going to go ahead, 
and they're going to make announcements and they're going to talk about involving people minimally, minimally. The DOE can set up some sort of borough by borough town hall. They can set up some sort of online survey. They can ask people, what is it you think is most important for your kid? Check off this box. We all do it. We all take surveys online. Every one of us, whether it's to get a $300 card or to just tell people what we think. The other part, going back to what Gloria said, I'm not so sure that leadership at the DOE took us into account in a respectful way, but both Gloria, myself, Maria, 9, 10, 15 other people have been on conference calls with the folks from the Division of Special Education. It's going to be a, an online meeting on April 23rd so that people can come to that meeting with their concerns and questions. You're going to be given an opportunity to talk to leadership at the special education level. I don't know what other districts are doing. I don't know, and I can't say that it would impress me to know because we're talking about a citywide issue and having local districts making independent decisions is not always the best or most appropriate way to use your staffing or your time. But no matter what, those of us who have been on these calls have worked with these people. We've had access and have been able to bump up concerns to the folks who are in charge, who willingly or not are very eager to help because most of them have family members who have kids with spe or have kids with special needs. They're empathetic. The unfortunate part is that large systems do not always take into account the people that they are serving. They take into account the system and what the system needs. We need to change that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So why don't we, since we have a couple minutes left, I think it'll be nice if uh, each of us share something positive, something funny, some kind of aha moment or experience uh, that we've had either with our children or um, anyone uh, during the week. I'll tell you what I've learned. I've learned how to Zoom. I've learned how to use Microsoft Teams. I've learned, I've, I've learned how to get on Google Hangouts. I've learned how to do a lot of stuff I never even wanted to know about. And my kids are impressed that I can talk about platforms and access and appropriateness. And, and here I am, the mother of adult children, and they actually have a newfound respect. I'm not just a pain in the neck. <laughs> awesome. Gloria? Gloria, you still I, there? I think we lost her. Uh oh, we lost. I'm here. Sorry, I'm here. You? Oh, okay. um, I think that going forward, um, I think I, I, I want to, I think it's important to be able to see and look at people in their eyes when they look at you and 
I guess, for lack of a better word, feel like you're you're being lied to in your face. Um, I think that my approach will be accountability will be much more at the top of my list um, going forward. I, I don't want um, excuses. I want answers. Um, so, did you want to share something that was that has been? Oh, you know, I apologize. Positive experience. Yeah. Well, I will share that Stephen, um, both my boys are minimally verbal, um, but Stephen has been, who is my middle son, has been very expressive, um, using all the words that he does have and coming over and telling me about his skin and and I, identifying the parts of his body and really, really vocalizing a lot which is something that I have appreciated because I think he is afraid of losing those things that he has acquired. And I think he's very aware. Mm -hmm. So I have, I've been appreciative of the fact that he, I hear him um, saying those things out loud and then he comes over and engages me and tells me about um, my skin. Look, and he points out and he really does want me to know that he knows the words that he's actually saying, that he knows their meaning, and he knows how it plays a role in his life. So I think awesome. that's the positive. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, for me, um, just seeing Jackson uh, on a Zoom call with his classmates and you know, so many of them telling him, hey, Jackson, we miss you, it has been just so heartwarming for me. I mean, even if he just sits there and stares at them and he's, you know, just smiles, um, it, it, it really shows that, that they do have a connection. And um, it's good to know. It's good to know. And, and I, I am... I love that the kids miss each other. I love that they want to be more involved with each other now and less, you know, in their computers or iPads. Um, so that has been a good experience for me. So um, our moderator was not able to get on for some reason, but we love She did say moderator. thank you to our co Well, she did say that... Um... Thank you to our co-hosts. We appreciate the open conversation. And to please stay tuned next week. Sans technical difficulty by the moderator. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this new is experience for learned. us. With yeah. what I've learned, I'll be able to help her out. That's it. There you go. And I think this gives us an opportunity to start venturing out and pursuing how we help parents maybe creating podcasts that we have maybe about self-sustenance for this emotional time for us as parents. Mm -hmm. So I think that this has given me ideas. Great. No? Also, um, Trisha will be posting on her, on her Facebook live, um, emails and phone numbers, uh, or for parents to contact if they have any questions or if they have any, um, if they, need any support uh, regarding maybe uh, uh, technology or um, related services that they, they can feel free to contact us. Um, we are at our view uh, at perfect peace uh, at a perfect pop.org. 
um, if you want to go for if if you'd like a list of supportive links, it's perfectpop.org. And uh, any closing remarks, ladies? Next week is supposed to be devoted to different things on different days. Make sure you're in touch with your therapist or teachers to find out what they're planning for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through Friday. And if you have a remote IEP, read it. Read it twice. Yes. Correct. Read it three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be done in consultation with family. So don't uh -huh. read it and say, okay, I, I'm done. Read it and say, I think I have an idea I want the teacher to do. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Yes. Just making accountability. Um, let's hold ourselves accountable um, for what we should do as parents and then hold our educators accountable for what they need to do going forward. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, ladies, for being on. And we will see you next week on our review. Mm -hmm. Same time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Stay Good night. strong. Stay safe.